All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today I have on Aaron Draplin, who is like one of my design heroes, the king of junking and just logo design, thick lines, brand identity, all that stuff. And I'm very excited to talk to you, man. How are you doing? Well, thank you. I'm all right, man. You know, worked all day and uh, worked on a little bit of rock and roll. Oh, nice. What are you working on? A little bit of outdoor. I can't talk about it because. Ooh, top secret? Well, it's just that, you know, it's a guy in his basement building something. And um, I can say this much. He is an accomplished rock and roller. He's been mm-hmm. out on tour with um, bands that go out on tour. See, some of my buddies don't go on, not, not pandemic withstanding, but some of my buddies don't even get to go on tour. You know, they, yeah. uh, they make these little items and they just, it never really goes past, you know, just what, what they can output on their own. This guy does it. So he has to be really careful because when he is done, he'll take it out on tour, you know, the record, what it looks like, the parts and all the pieces and all the things. And uh, that's what we have to kind of think through. So I did a little bit of rock and roll. I did some outdoor sporting goods. Um, I did some recycling where, you know, got to put mm-hmm. gloves on so you don't cut the shit out of your hands. Uh, you know, and just another day uh, chasing kind of my tail here at, at, in my backyard studio, um, listen to some records. But yeah, everything's yeah. cool. You know, we're, we're inside. collection's we're insane. Out. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah I got a little amazed. mini one in the back, but you're actually, when I read your book, um, you're actually one of the main inspirations that got me into records more. I was always, I collected a handful, but when I saw that spread of just all the records and you were like, yeah, I just throw them on. And I, I feel like um, I started to enjoy it too because it gives you a sense of time without even looking at the clock. Cause you yeah. know, like 22 minutes or 27 minutes around there. Well, right. You can get lost in just the abyss of um, digital schmidgel. Like I was forced this week to get a Spotify account. I didn't want to because I know I'm one click away from infinite. And, and I'm not, I know that's kind of a um, get off, you know, I don't know, what would you call it? Boomer, get off my lawn kind of thing. You know, like I'm not getting these new things, you know? Um, well, no, I have my records and I have what I burnt in and that's enough for me that, you know, there's only so much you can really take and, and enjoy. So records, you know, as they stack up, sure on the wall, but, you know, right behind me, right there, that, that's a band called the Style Council from um, England in the 80s. Um, coming cool. out of a band called The Jam. The Jam, which was a punk rock kind of band. Well, that stack right there is the stuff that I'm listening to in the last couple months, right? So okay. that really is the way that I can gauge something new and something I still haven't quite you know, learned or whatever. And th- there's a magic to that. And I just don't feel that um, on one of these platform things. I, yeah, I I'm sure that. you can sort. I'm sure you can sort, but I'll just tell you this much. You know, what you if you're, you know, enjoying records, awesome. There's just never going to be the same quality to having a stack of CDs. And then you play with the one on the top or you play with the one on the bottom and then you get tired of it and you put it on your wall. That's what you do with books and you know, other physical media. And I know that's an interesting concept to all the listeners here, you know, mm-hmm. things that you can actually hold in your hand. You don't have to fucking download or whatever, stream or whatever. But I kind of hold back from that stuff. And I know it sh- it shows my age. Because how old are you, Nyberg? I'm uh, 23. Oh, you little punk. 
punk. Okay. <laughs> well, you got your youth. I'm 47. I could go any second. I mean, you've heard this before, but you know, it's a weird thing to get older and see this stuff accelerating around you. It's no different than my mom and dad who maybe had, I don't know, you know, eight track tapes that went to a CD or whatever, yeah. you know, or whatever the records to CDs or us now to having being one click away on Spotify from the entire world. It's just a little overwhelming, you know? Yeah, so I, I can I, see I, that. I, I'm glad that you are into books and CDs because I hear a lot of kids will say, fuck it, why even get the book if you can just download it? And it's like, well, you're right. Yeah. I think it comes to like people my age, they, uh, um, they understand, even if they don't think that it's a better medium, I, at least most people, especially like in the design world, like I appreciate not only like the haptic feeling of the objects, but the packaging design and from that, yeah. but even as a non-designer, uh, you, you're not supporting, you're supporting them a lot more, the artists when you're buying the yeah. physical goods, they're yeah. getting like 0. 0.003 cents per play on the Spotify or whatever. Well, you know, when this stuff does lift and you go see a band or whatever you're going to go do, you know, remember if you buy the record at the show that goes right into the band's you know, pockets and mm -hmm. that's still a special thing. I mean, if, and when this stuff lifts, interestingly enough today, my girl said, it's not looking good. And she must've read something or heard something that said, we're in this for another good year, year and a half, which is just mm -hmm. heartbreaking because it's like, I mean, if that's what it's going to take, okay. You know, we're going to see a lot of weird changes, but um, you know, there's a sense to also to a record is a metaphor to me of like how to try to slow my life down a little bit, you know, because I have three monitors I'm looking at right here. that are lighting me up, you know, and it's like, I can control my little world in this space. And it's like, when I go to my phone, it's a smaller little space, but it's just as fast. Yeah. It's interesting when I stand up here and I just go to the wall, my life slows down instantly. And that there's something I'm trying to hold on to there. Like there's a farmer in Iowa, you know, who's just watching the fucking sun rise and set and I don't know what the hell they're doing, tilling the earth <laughs> and stuff. Does their life go by slower or quicker? You know? Um, does a person in New York City who's worried about subways and things and stuff and going fast, does their life go by considerably quicker? Yeah. Um, I have my theories, but um, I'm always just trying to make sure I I, uh, I melt the most out of each day and each oh. hour. You know, so. How has it been just, for you in Oregon? How's that been? It's been fine. It's been, are, you in, are you in California? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm in, Lo like, I, I'm in Los Angeles, so it's like there's nothing like going on it's just kind of inside definitely well we've heard some scary things about la you know that it's it's a little rough down there mm -hmm. um you guys are in a giant city we, we go down a couple times a year to la um it's it's been okay uh i don't really go out too much and do stuff anyway but i did go to the record store maybe a month ago and it was just eerie and yeah. that's I shouldn't be there. It's too, even though it's probably was safe and I'm wearing the mask and all that, it's just not the right spirit. We locked down, you know, we locked down. Now I'm lucky to do that in my backyard and my heart goes out to, you know, buddies who had to commute or retool the way they were going to work or even this, that those are graphic designers. Right. My heart goes out to my buddy who is, you know, a COVID nurse in the COVID ward yeah, that's intense. Hospital. That is, 
as intense as it gets. The people have it. They're in there. He is not only wearing masks and glasses and things, but he's also in a hazmat suit with a breathing thing on his yeah, back. Yeah, the whole so, like PPE or whatever they call it, something like it's that. It's the full deal. So that's what I think about when I start to get a little weepy about, oh, I can't go and what? Have lunch or see a buddy and fuck it, you know? Yeah. People's lives are on the line and there's people that help those people with their lives on the line. And I just am, I'm very impressed by that. And um, and very freaked out by that. So you know we're okay, and I know that it's a privilege to be in this backyard, and it's an impri- it's a privilege to um, be busy mm-hmm. and to be contained. Because um, I had friends who lost their businesses or had to really retool what they were going to do with all these employees. I don't have an employee. I have one employee, which is Lee, my girlfriend. Sounds yeah. kind of weird, but she's the one that does all the merch, and that's it. And yep. we aim to keep it like that, you know. So, I mean, how are you? Are you are you busy? Are you in school? Out of school? I'm pretty your, busy. I'm I'm out of school. Um, I'm actually working like full time, and then I'm doing like the YouTube, a lot of design stuff, tutorials, and just different um design type videos. As well as I started up this podcast because I, I'm like a like kind of not lifelong because it's a relatively new medium, but I've been a fan of all podcasts ever since like I stumbled upon um like Mark Marin's, you know, and I know you did stuff oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. And, uh, I, I noticed that there's people that are like, for you example, if you were in any other industry, you'd be like this, you'd be on all kinds of podcasts everywhere every day. If you were like in a Hollywood or something, but I noticed yeah. that there's not a lot of, um, things that I've seen that interview creatives that I want to like hear about. Yeah. So I just started creating the the show that I would kind of want to listen to. It's great, man. Well, I mean, um, you know, there's a there's a handful of them out there. Yeah, there is. Um, and I, you know, design focused. Um, but this is going to make me sound terrible. I'm not all that into them. Um, you you really got to yeah. grab me. I would rather listen to a documentary. Um, you know, one of these sorts of podcasts that go into like maybe some true crime or or um, you know, we we listen to one about like the stories Dead more and, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these sort of, uh, you know, kind of docu, docudrama, whatever they, I don't know what they're called. So that's got a narrative, you know, versus, um, you know, I'm, I know I'm lucky to have people interested in what I do. And, and listen, that also could be like, I haven't checked all my, my, my modulators and shit, but my stock price could have just plummeted when I, you know, not only came on this podcast, but just who knows, it's that volatile. I understand that every day I get to do this stuff is awesome. Mm-hmm. And when it does either slow down, well, then that's all part of it, you know? And you can't really, you know, like I get a lot of people like, not necessarily a Jesse Nyberg, but someone who is my age saying, why aren't you doing YouTube, Twitch, Dingleberry, Scritch, Scratch, Fart, Fluffer, and everything else. I don't know yeah. what these things, I don't care. But what, what, what do you mean by YouTube? Oh, well, you know, Chris Doe makes all this money. I, let Chris Doe be Chris Doe. That guy talks all the time. He's smart. Yeah. I, I don't, how much more could people take of me? You know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, get a good look, people. It's not pretty. I mean, I understand. So, you know, there, even with the Skillshare, which has been amazing. Yeah. That's once a year. And right. then enjoy it for a couple hours, like a little doc or something. I I, I, I mean, you're just like the, you're the blue collar man of the design world, as I always see it. 
well, thank you. But I would, <laughs> I would be careful with that too, because, um, I make money, you know, that's true. Well, blue collar people make money too, but it's, you know, um, I'm not working in a, you know, a factory or a job like where you're like, you know, this is such a set of privileges to do any of this. Mm-hmm. My hands are clean. My hands are clean. If your hands are dirty at your job, I have a lot of respect for that, you know, yeah. because you could get hurt. You're dirty. You're outside. You're dealing with things. That's different. This is as pretty, it's pretty white collar, whatever you want to call it. But I think the spirit is if you put me in front of a group of guys who, uh, sorry, I got some riffraff on the new monitor. Um, you put me in front of a group of um, construction workers. I can talk to them. Yeah. You know, I, I think I, I meant I can, it more symbolically. To, like you have that attitude. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. But, but what you get is you get people saying, what is blue collar work? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I elevated myself, hopefully, out of this world I used to know, which was worrying about paychecks, mm-hmm. working super hard um, for shitty rewards. And that wasn't in graphic design. That was um, on trains up in Alaska. I mean, you, you read the book, so you saw yeah. some of that, you read some of that shit, but I know what that's like, and I'm not going back. So it, it becomes a weird myth. You know, what I would, you know, I appreciate that because I see, I know what you mean, but it's more like, um, I would just hope I could get down with those guys, you know, yeah, I get that. people that work hard, hard jobs and be able to, because the moment they understand what I do, I'm this like fluffy cake decorator to them. And I understand, mm-hmm. you know, so when I meet a logger or I meet the UPS guy, I always, you know. I, I talked to him in a, in a very weird uh, kind of mode of respect of like, I know you're out doing the hustle and it's not easy. Dogs bark, you know, UPS guy, dogs yeah. bite you in the ass, you know, chasing you and shit. I don't have that. You know, I'm here, you know, worried about what podcast I'm going to listen to. It's pretty stupid. Yeah, and, so, and with your thousand uh, records, just chilling, <laughs> working. I don't you know. I don't know what the kids listen to these days. I don't know what, to, <laughs> I don't know what you got. I burn, but, but this wall, you know, I don't know. It's garbage. You know, it's like, it's garbage from the nineties, you know, and uh, when I, before you were even around, I know, but you know, it's just, that's when I was a kid. I you know, you know, my uncles, when I was your age and my uncles, they had Led Zeppelins and shit. Right. Yeah. And that was just 20 years before me. So now to be in this realm where I can look back and be like Nirvana is considered classic rock. Yeah. That's now, for me, that stuff is as vital um, on so many weird levels as it was when I was 18, 30 years later, because it meant, um, you know, a reverence and it meant thinking for yourself and it meant bucking the system and not being, in, in, it was okay to be ugly and pimply, you know, I mean, Nirvana, you know, all this, mm-hmm. um, and be, you know, me, me, you know, mixed up or to tell jocks, you know, don't listen to our shit. We don't want your money, you know, you know, yeah. whatever they was, you know, that was really, that I really still hold that close to me. Um, but it's 30 years ago, you know, it's 30 yeah, years that's, ago. Yeah, that doesn't, whenever I hear a, a, any type of the 90s referenced, I feel like, oh, that's like last like six years ago, you know, or whatever, but it's not. Well, that's interesting that even, you, you know, you have that connection to it because check it out. If, if my mom talks to me about something from 50 years ago, 
That's all. In my mind, it's black and white. Yeah. It's old and crusty, you know, and that would be, I don't know, you know, Led Zeppelin or whatever, you know. Right. But, you know, life is weird and things change. And I know that to some kid who's your age, 10 years ago meant they were 13. And for mm-hmm. me, 10 years ago was just kind of like, it's not that long ago. It's weird how these things go. Right. So what I would tell you and I would tell all your viewers is take that 23 and grab it by the old what do you want to call it? The, the ball the sack <laughs> and just grab it by the balls and own yeah. it because each year is a special, awesome thing. You know, totally. don't, you know, when I get around kids who, and I know it's like, Oh, shut up uncle. So-and-so, but I'll say like, Hey man, you're 15 and you want to be 16 so you can drive. Slow that shit down. When you get to 16, there's no more 15. Yeah. That's true. Um, You know, when you get to, uh, Whatever it is, you know, so every year I tried to be cognizant of what that meant in my life and what I was trying to accomplish, what I did pull off well, what I needed to work on, you know, Mm -hmm. each year. And that's no different with 47 than last year, you know, whatever that was. This year was a weird one because, well, we're all locked down. Yeah. Has your workflow, uh, because I know you were already working, obviously, like freelance for your own uh company or yourself your brand and has it has the lockdown then changed kind of your workflow then at all or how you operate with clients or anything like that well um you know um what a thoughtful question man i you know i i write you little rats off you know pretty easily you know young kids but that's a pretty thoughtful question i <laughs> i'm proud of you i'm proud of you there nyberg thank you um well you know it's just like, there's like degrees, like the guy I'm working on today, he's kind of a family friend. So that's a little bit chill Mm -hmm. because we can talk in a way that's very relaxed. But when I work on like the project I'm working on um, for the outdoor stuff, they're in an office setting and um, it's a little more structured. So I have to, I have to ramp up depending that has not changed the ability to be comfortable and on just a zoom call is a weird thing. And, and, and that, you know, I'm getting used to it. I suppose we all are. Um, but you know, the hours are still the hours and you're doing the time. What I'm trying to do is less and less. It's going to make me sound horrible, but just less and less time where someone can kick you around. It's not that they're doing anything bad. The bigger the project, the bigger the money, the bigger the um, set of responsibilities, and the bigger the time that you have to be, we'll just say waking up and being ready for a call at 9.30. That shit sucks. I'd rather work till three or four in the morning, sleep till when I got to sleep, and then get up and deal with stuff. So there's certain days back here where the workflow has changed where it's like, wow, I'm not beholden to anyone else's arbitrary schedule which is like we start at nine and we end at five there's a lot more days of that that's changed and that's awesome because yeah i had that for a lot of years um and and you know everything blurred into one big set of like if someone is on new york time i better be ready for them at nine in the morning so i gotta get up a little earlier i have been lucky to tailor this thing to where i can say don't call me until two, two in the afternoon because then I'll be ready for you at 11 o'clock. 
you know, I'll get up at 11 o'clock, you know, that allows me to roll out of bed at like a, a reasonable time. I mean, or stay up really late. See, what right. I'm doing is I'm mitigating. I don't want to, you know, if I, I want the freedom to say, if I want to work until five in the morning, I know I'm going to be tired the next day. So I better have my act together. Um, can't really do that in an office setting. You right. can't really do that. Um, I'm in my backyard. So it's only 10 steps. And now I'm allowed to do that. So that did change. Um, but, you know, work is work. And you got to yeah. do your time. And you got to, you know, if I'm on the clock and I'm taking a dollar or $20,000 for a project, I'm on the clock. You know, right. that's different than like, um, like last week I worked for um, a guy from a band that rhymes with the words schmurl cram. Okay. Squirrel, squirrel scram. Okay. So I worked for a guy from Pearl Jam. Now I didn't <laughs> know if he was on professional time, which is like, Big, one of the biggest rock and roll acts in the nation time, or would I come to find out pretty loose time, right? Like mm-hmm. he's got his schedule. I, I, I still don't know. I haven't really spoke to him on the phone, but we're just emailing back and forth. And I'm just trying to exhibit that, you know, when he gives me a set of changes, I turn them around quick and get them back to him. Yeah. So whatever time we're on, you know, is an interesting thing. So, you know, I know there's a lot of tracking each other down of like, hey, where, where are you? You know, why aren't you on this Zoom or whatever? Um, um, but, you know, uh, I still work hard. You know, it's still just I'm just noticing I have more time to keep the shop clean. Like, I like that. Yeah. You know? Instead of Do being you find that like desk, you know? I'm sorry. Um, do you find that since you've kind of established the. I feel like you have a very specific style and it's easily recognizable. Do you find that the people that reach out to you or the companies that reach out to you now, they know what they want. They know that they want that. Like they're like, we want the, that Draplin look, you know, or do you still have issues with like people coming to you with things that you don't think that would work in like the way you want to do them? Um, a little bit of all of it, you know, um, you know, what's funny about that shit is the moment that I would have an answer for you where I'm like, yes, they come to me for Aaron Draplin. <laughs> the next job I get, I'm going to get bit in the old, you know, ball sack. Yeah, by yeah. It. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, not the right, maybe not the right thing to say. I'm going to get bit in the elbow by it because um, what a weird way to think. You know, there yeah. are those jobs. And, you know, I love that stuff. And I, I, I have to warn people like, hey, man. This is going to look like the shit that I'm doing a job right now where the guy was like, I want it to look unequivocally like you. I said, all right, it's going to look just like this. So, you know, yeah. And he was like, that's why we're bringing you. Okay. 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 I know what to do, but you'd be amazed how many things they've changed, pushed, tweaked, zim, zam. That doesn't change. Even though I'm dipping it in whatever I like this last couple of years. The process is until they can look at it and go, that's our little sprinkle of, you know, pushing them around. I have to be gracious through that. So it's not necessarily that they come to me and say, do what you do and it's on your timeline. Fuck no, I'm on theirs. Yeah. And I'm getting paid at the end of it. So I have to be up now. Now, the scariest thing is when they come to me and they go, Draplin, we love what you do. We love your face. We love your brand. I read your book. I read your stuff. <laughs> We're going to put you through the mud. Now, I'm 
equipped for that too, because that means I got to go work, you know, and I got to go, you know, like dig around in the dark to find this thing. And then you find it and you land on it and it might be something close to me, or it might be something that's just, dare I say, appropriate for what is what their project requires. Right. And hopefully it's something right. I like. Hope, But you got to remember, you know, people always say like, you know, like, well, what about bad clients? It's like, man, anything that you're getting a paycheck is a pretty kick-ass client. I, I, that's how I always look at it. If someone pushes me around to the point where it's like, I know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. If they are getting abusive, I know how to handle that too. And I'll just stop it and say, hey, man, you know, I shouldn't have shown you that I could do 60 logos. I should have shown you six because you're missing the point. You know know what I mean? Like everyone shows three and it looks like it, but sometimes you got to show 60 to get to that weird little spot. You know, I I don't know how Mm -hmm. to, you know, there is no sprinkle and there is no 12 step plan for that 10 step. There's just not, you know, sometimes I show the first thing and they're like, we'll take it. Sometimes I show a PDF. They don't even know I did other pages because no really? one clicked through. They're like, well, we really like number three on page one. And it's like, no comments on page 11. You know, they didn't even Damn, fucking look. Yeah. And you're just like, you fucking animals. It's, you got to click, you got to touch the arrow button. No, they're on a mm-hmm. phone and they saw a preview on their phone. And this is the weird part about at least my little little corner and sliver of this stuff. Sometimes they think, well, it's Aaron Draft, but he only shows us four things. I'm pretty careful about that. You know, I, I go to them and say, no, you, did you guys see pages two through 13 or whatever? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, sometimes they did and they just, they liked the first page, you know, but there's a couple times that happens. So what I do is when I send stuff off, I um, anticipate crossed wires and I'll say, this is a multi-page PDF. Please click through everything. Let me know what you think. This is a dialogue. I work for you, you know, and you come to me and um, we refine together down to this last little thing. So I'm going to show you a bunch of stuff based on our conversations, based on your place in the marketplace, based on what you asked for. Maybe it was this, or you didn't quite know what it was going to become because those are kind of fun for me sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. they're frustrating. Nothing sucks more than going this far and then they pull you back and you got to go this far again, you know, yeah, but that's that. going to happen. There's no, there's no rule book here that just says, now you get the money and you go this far. You want that? Go work at Papa John's or something. Ah, that guy sucks. <laughs> Republican. Go work at some sub shop. Maybe that, you know what, you know what I mean? Like you want, you know, go get, go do it at Subway. Right. By the way, I'm so hungry. I'd love a Subway right now. Just yeah, that does sound good. Mm. Well, there are days when my job is like you punch in and you punch out, mm-hmm. but it's not really like that. You know, I don't, I don't, that's, that's rare. I like what's production work. You have a stack of things to do and you get them done. Yeah. It's more linear and like production. Yeah, you, work, know, you, just, like. you know, that's, I, I learned to love those days because then those are the days I just listen to records and just enjoy myself, mm-hmm. you know? Well, um, no, there's days where I have to stop myself and, hop on a call and say, what'd you think of this? Or before you give me some foot long page of notes, let's just walk through it. Cause maybe I can get there a little bit quicker, even while we're on the phone. Like I get in trouble on the phone because people want to do meetings about stuff and things and more, more shit. And it's like, just let's do it right now. And I'll be done now. Uh, 
and then send us to you in 15 minutes and then you can our feedback's done you know like we're on to mm-hmm. the next round you know like not a week from now like this afternoon let's get the shit done so you've got it to work with and then send me my fucking paycheck you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's where my mind goes you know and um so i get in trouble when i'm working on bigger clients because they'll just be like they'll be off put when i'm like um we don't need to speak in a week. We can speak in an hour. You know, if you've got the feedback, give <laughs> it to me and I'll back. keep going. Well, yeah. they no, the, the world, like when you work for Target, yeah, they're working on a thousand projects and they say, we talked to you on a Monday and now we're going to go through, you know, um, you t- we talked to you on two more Mondays, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, that's just not the world I operate in. You know, I mean, I know how to do it. Just have to be patient. I work with my buddies. They can just get on the phone. We just we try to just nail it. You know? Yeah. So I try to hold on to that as much as I can. What do you think's the most important thing uh, when you're presenting? Like, let's say, uh, like for example, a logo design to a client. What do you think's the most important thing for you to touch on to get them to kind of feel more comfortable and on board with what you're doing? Well, first of all, it's an understanding of their problem. You know in the way you talk about it, you know, we're, mm. we're not just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks, you know, we're not just, um, I'm feeling around the dark. You know, there's a reason why you're seeing the color red and maroon and silver and white, you know, on the shirt, there's a reason. And there's a reason why, you know, whatever, you know, um, there's a reason why, um, um, we talk about it in a certain way to frame it. Right. You know, um, so what I try to show if it's someone I can smell ahead of time, it's going to get a little stinky. What I mean by that is like, you can just tell they're going to need a little bit more like convincing or whatever. And sometimes that yeah. happens. I show, I try to kill them with context. So what you do mm-hmm. is if you're going to show that logo on a page, and it looks awesome on this nice white PDF page. Yeah. That's a little misleading. It's not going to look that way in the world. Look at the car hurt on your hat. That thing is dark right now. It's put away. If you took those got, you know, you took your 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 your, your, your <laughs> the logo on the side of you know your headphones right. isn't on perfect white. You know, so mm-hmm. what you want to do is you want to show the thing working. You want to show it on a water bottle and a sticker and on your laptop yeah. and all the bullshit places that we put stuff. That gets people quickly to a space where they're like. Oh, I can see this working. Yeah. So, you know, you meet them, you meet, you get them past halfway, you know, and just try to say, where's this thing going to be? Where's the scariest place your logo is going to go today with this rock and roll thing? It's really going to only be on the record. So I just need to, it needs to work this big. But what if he told me, no, it's on a series of sweatshirts. Well, then it's going to work this big and we can do a couple different things with that. When it works this big or this big, I understand what the limitations are. So, um, you know, that's how I try to solve stuff for people. It's like understanding their problem, helping them through that, showing solutions and being a good little worker bee for them. Like, remember, this isn't (laughs) about my fucking portfolio. This is about getting a paycheck from someone. You know, um, I mean, I know you're young and you're asking thoughtful questions, but you got a lot of years of just making stuff. I went and looked at your work. There's some cool stuff. You know, you got a you got a lot of years of just going ape shit and some mm-hmm. heartbreak and some paychecks and some ugly uphill climbs. And sometimes 
when you do one thing and they like it and you get paid and that's magical you know yeah. because that's not what happens at subway or the sub shop you know no you have to put in 50 hours 40 hours a week and then you get a paycheck you know right but graphic design you know I, i've always loved that that like sometimes i'll nail it and it banks hours towards other things other times it's a slog and i'm yeah. down with that you know so um you know i mean it's about communication on all mm-hmm. levels and as long as you can make people comfortable that you know i'm on their side you'll get them to pick stuff quicker you know yeah it's, in, it's crazy how powerful like mock-ups and things are i've uh, i've noticed that in the past with uh presenting uh like even just uh this the logo that they're unsure about when it's living in like this infinite white or black space that goes on forever and then they see it on you put in the context on their app or on their t-shirt or whatever it may be and they're suddenly that's the weird part is it looks awesome on this little white background or black background and infinite space no it's gonna be on a shitty sweatshirt embroidered (laughs) <laughs> and you better show that first, you know, at right. least the page so they can understand that it's going to get dirty and sticky and problematic. And, and then what happens when it shows up on your phone? Right. And what happens when it shows up um, on a receipt? I did a, I did a supermarket one time and um, wh- what we had come to understand really quickly in the project was for me to get these guys to understand the, the life of this logo I didn't need to show it on a PDF, um, white background. You know, sure. Mm-hmm. I need to show it as a receipt. The little thing that goes on like your like your potato salad or some shit, you know, like you go to the deli. Oh yeah. And you get the little the sticker. sticker. A little sticker. Yeah. That is where the logo's gotta work. And that might only be the smaller than on your Instagram, right? Because right. what you're getting at there is you're getting at like that's context. And mm-hmm. when they started to understand that it was gonna work on their apron. As much as the sign, as much as the scary stuff, which no one thinks about, the receipt, the little sticker, um, the return form when you come in there, you know, all these sorts of things. It has to work on all that shit. So one of the things yeah. I'll do is when I'm starting a project is I'll say, okay, Nyberg, you're making a podcast. You want me to do a logo for it? Okay, what? How many people are listening? Oh, it's this much. I'm just getting to know you. And then you say, well, it's really only going to go on my own channel. Oh, on this, whatever the hell, this Discord. Okay, cool. What's, what's it look like amongst all the other shit? Wow, all the other shit is colorful, zims and zams and unicorns and shapes. shits. Mm-hmm. Let's go white with a tiny little thing in the corner. And we just, we take a read of what our, you know, what, what, our, what our sort of marketplace is, right? Now, that's just me trying to, you know. Disrupt it, kind of disrupt what's well, going get there. on. Well, what if it's all white and super clean and apple looking? That's your chance to go crazy. And right. you know, have all the colors in the world because you're just flipping coins. It's you know, mm-hmm. you know, you you, you want to fit in, you want to look appropriate, and um, you know. So that's one one way to think about this is like get them to where they're going to have to make a decision because they see it working when they work. For instance, I worked on a software logo, I don't know, five years ago, and um, it was an IT guy. So what they do is their company takes over your computer, and then you let. You take your hands off the wheel, you know, and then they take over your screen and then the mouse comes in like it's them working on it and they come and fix your computer from some other location, right? Is it Team Viewer? No, it's it's, no. it's probably something like that. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, what we learned right away was what you see when that happens, it's a Windows-based whatever you want to call it. 
And their opportunity, when you took over your screen, was in the bottom little little app frame or whatever you want to call it, was mm-hmm. a chance for their logo to work about 10 by 10 pixels. So what that meant wow. was, you know, 20 by 20 pixels, it's super small. Mm-hmm. I had to make it look good there because that is 99 times of where you're seeing it when you're doing the job. You know, for it to look good on a water bottle, that's only going to be an audience of the people who got the water bottle sticker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why don't worry about that? It's, yeah, it's the easy part. Sweatshirts, you know, hats and things. No. If they go download the app or they do a search online and they find you as a service, it better look good from that first time they see it, right? Mm-hmm. So I ask questions like, where's the scariest spot you're going to use this? And they just kind of look at you like, oh, it's on the receipt that we yeah. print a thousand a day. Done. Let's let's start there. Now I'm going to work to make this thing effective. Well, it'll be one color, you know. When you were talking then, about the um, the, this logo, the like for the, the fun stuff, what? Come well, later. The fun stuff then can, yeah, can come later with all the color or, you know, I don't want, you know, like the like stickers and, you know, neat right. things, patches and shit. That's all the, that's icing. We got to make the, we got a big, tiny little cake. The line, but fucker better work on everything. And that's, right. that's a little bit different. So this is no different how I talk to someone. I know I'm kicking you around, Nyberg, because you're a punk kid and I'm, I'm, fe- I'm fearful <laughs> I could die on this podcast. But um, if I'm, I have a client, I just say to them, like, you know, let's, I'll help you get there quicker if I understand what you're up against. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. Nice. Uh, when, when you were you speaking about the kind of the Carhartt logo and something like when it's in different materials and things, it, it reminded me of um, just the whole like junking thing. And I wanted to speak to that a little bit. So um, I had two questions. One, uh, if you could just explain that a little bit for anyone that may not know. And two, how have you been able to do that lately? Have you at all? Well, it's just I'd call it hotel room junking. Which means when I'm in a hotel room on the road, <laughs> you have your web browser and there's the whole world of the internet, you know, eBay, Etsy, Google image search, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, going, um, you know, there's a funny little backdoor flap of um, obviously when we could be around each other, these old timers, you know, your grandpa will just say, well, scan in a thousand items that they're going to try to sell at an auction. So they have this kick-ass photographer come in and put it on a little white sweep and they take this awesome photo of this old thing uh-huh. and it's on this what an auction website saying these are the thousand items we're going to sell. I love that shit because you can see it. Mm-hmm. It's presented. They're just trying to sell the shit. I'm there just to like take screen grabs and learn and look. So, yeah. you know, what junkin kind of is is the ability to go look at things that are overlooked. I mean, that's really the best kind of way to put it, maybe. And that could yeah. be as as dumb as going to a yard sale, two houses down. It could be going to an estate sale with ghosts and shit. It could be going to a junk store. These are all sort of physical things where you have to go out into the world and get in your car or walk to something, you know, whatever. But I know we can't do that right now. But that really isn't any different than if I'm just in a, in a website digging around and going, oh, wow, this is beautiful work right here. 
So when I'm at Instagram and I'm seeing mountains of shit every day, and it's not just TikTok shit where girls are jiggling boots, you know, shit like that. You know, like the stuff that goes to the top, you know, yeah. like, oh, I'm a I'm a muscle dude. You click on one of those and you're fucked. It's just on it's in all your yeah, feet. You, know? you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I try to click on a couple logos a day, so it, that mm-hmm. algorithm, algorithm feeds me some of that stuff and not just plastic surgery shit, you know, and right. fake when you click on something out of like disgust and you're like uh another trump supporter crying because he got fucking kicked off the plane and by the way i can't get enough of that shit i'll watch that shit all day long these <laughs> motherfuckers if we have any trump supporters right now listen to this man fuck you okay there, i got it out of me uh psa fun stuff huh well <laughs> you know i'll see things that just blow my mind and I just take a screen grab and I try to get it into the right um, folder for the next morning, mm-hmm. which might just be in my email. And then I know I have to go deal with it, take it off, put it into some little like reference folders or something and, and enjoy it. So, you know, junking doesn't have to be, I mean, right now is a weird time because we can't go out. Yeah. But there's just something random about going to um, an antique mall. Now, before I go down the rabbit hole of like old and vintage and all that kind of shit, if you know how to look, you can go find old stuff or you can find it in a new way. And that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, this isn't about going and dipping things and looking like 1972 all the time, which I love that year for you know design and mm-hmm. record covers and stuff. No, you might see something that you see an angle on and then go, damn. That's another little twist I could do to my stuff. It's not about dipping it in exactly what you saw. It's about learning from it and saying, I did not think of that when I walked into this junk store. I saw it. I took a photo. I learned from it. And I'll know that that's one more option next time when I come up against that little corner, right? Yeah. That little corner. It's not about just dipping it because the problem is, like, who did I see today that was like, oh, fuck, I love her work so much. Dana Tamagotchi, right? I don't know if you know her stuff, but it's beautiful floral things. And they're just, you can tell her stuff pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But my inclination is to be like, I want to go make those things. But no, really what I get from her work is a confidence in line, a confidence in color, a confidence in sort of a uniform quality. So it's not even about her making leaves or flowers or petals or, you know, things like that, foliage. It's yeah. about being smooth, being consistent, being um, using beautiful form in a, in a shape. So instead of it being this sort of bullshit where you dip it in a style, be careful, you guys, you know, be careful with that. You got to go mm-hmm. make it. It's not easy, man. Just it's not going to be easy. You know, it's. I did it too when I was 22. I whatever I liked in 25 years ago, I went right after it. But then a little thing came along called the internet, and then you realize that shit's going to be around forever. And if you can connect the dots too easily, yeah, you're getting a little too close. Right. So you know, I'll be the last person to say that I invented what I do or what I say. Fuck mm-hmm. no, it's all an amalgam of like things I've looked at. The idea is this, when I saw the power of the internet sneak up on all of us, 
And this is before you're even around, man. You know, this is like, or you're five. But in 2000, you could start to do searches and just like have a million things to look at. Yeah. But you started to see the predictability of it. Like people all, what are they looking at tonight? Baby Yoda all night long. Fuck yeah, it's cute. You know, what is Grogu or some shit? I know. But remember five years ago when it was baby Groot or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And then five years before that, I don't know what the fuck, Blue's Clues or something. What I'm getting at is those things change. But I guess it's a meme or a trend or something. I love all that shit too. But I, yeah. I can smell that coming or I just sort of like know not to really go down that path. Even if it's money, money, money. There's just something about getting weird out there, being surprised, learning from it. And then, you know, engaging in a different way. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to do that. And it might just be seeing someone's new work and saying, I don't know why I like what she's doing or he's doing. It's I'll, I'll put a note in the image. Remember, the only person that see the image is me, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm learning from it. So that's junking in a way, too. It's like it's just expanding yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, and that can be going into a some farmer's garage or going into a record store. It's no different, yeah. you know. It's not just about you know antiques and shit. It's going into a highfalutin modern furniture store, you know, where you can't touch anything, and they're always watching me, just like that motherfucker's gonna break something. That's the feeling you get, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm in there doing the exact same thing. I'm looking and learning and trying to capture it before it just goes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so much shit we're seeing, we're just in the eyes, right out the old asshole, or whatever you want to call it. No, like you got to hold on to these things. And how do we do that? Well, that's what Junkin was for me. You know, it was like learning how to respect the craft of like how they made stuff 50 years ago. It wasn't, mm-hmm. e- it was harder. And yet they had beautiful moves, you know? So, right. you know, when I show this kind of stuff, like here's a, a logo book that I showed today. And I show these little logos. I know, I know, I know it's 1977 or whatever the hell. I know, I know, I know, blah, 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 1985. But there's moves there that you can learn from. That looks like the Logo Modernism book a little bit. Oh, that thing's a beast. At least this one, you know, I love, I have it, you know, I have it over there. I love it. Yeah. One of these things, you know, little line things or just the way to work with a circle or to use a little perspective. Listen, it's not like you're just going to go and dip your stuff in this. No, you look at this stuff and go, damn, there's a lot of ways to make things. Mm-hmm. Why am I using the same fucking desert font? And you know what I'm talking about. Every other dog dick's using. Listen, I saw that in 1995. It's the same thing. It's the low-hanging fruit. Cool. It's called fad. Going to go away. You know, there's certain things where it's like, if that's appropriate, like what's that? Um, they're called Land. And they do marijuana shit and mm-hmm. they do like deserty stuff out of Austin. A couple of guys named Caleb and um, Ryan. They're smart cookies out of Austin. Marfa and all that. I can see from a mile away when someone's a land fan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's easy to do their shit. You know, one of the things right now is the type that goes like this and a little something in a skull and the type that goes, hey man, that shit's hot right now, but it's yeah. going to go. And if you just understand, like, what, it, you know, here's the deal. If someone brought you a tombstone that looks like this, then you use that form. You know what I mean? Right. So I might have got to that quicker there instead of just being led 
by the latest, coolest shit. Eh, you know, I know now that like I get to be one of those guys sometimes. But if you talk to me, I'd tell you, you got to make your own twist. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy either. You know, you know, like, you know, what's uh, what's that one look? Uh, the 80s look. Right. Genta and then like a grid and a couple of Zim mm-hmm. Zams, you know. Chrome. It didn't look like chrome yeah it didn't look like that in the 80s i was yeah. there yeah it didn't look like that that's a package that's version a now where now you can like you know put it in a filter and it comes out looking like it didn't look like that you know what the mm-hmm. 80s looked like go open up your mom's fucking games you know yeah do you, do you live at home no i live uh or do you, uh, yeah i live with my I girlfriend know, okay. yeah next time you have your mom's Okay, okay. Next time you're at your mom's, go open up their like game cabinet or something, and look at the games and puzzles and shit from when you know they were young. That's where you see what the shit looked like, yeah. what the type acted like, and that's what Junkin does for me. You know, it's not about just going back thirty years. It's um, seeing how they use stuff, you know, yeah, and then trying to learn from it. That's all. That's one thing I God, feel I like. It's all good, man. I love listening to it. One thing I was thinking of, I didn't want to interrupt you, was I feel like, because um, if people don't know, you created the field notes, and those kind of coincide with junking for me. Like, you you got me to think about if I don't write some shit down and it's not in my uh, pants and just, it, it will go in uh, my ears and out my ass, or however, however you put it. <laughs> and, uh, term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't used right. them as much lately because I'm at home, so I'm using the bigger um, right. notebooks. But man, I love those things. You can use field notes and I love you for it. Or you could take a piece of toilet paper. All I'm I'm more concerned on is like, how do you capture the Mm -hmm. stuff? You know, uh, I can show you something funny here on my phone. You know, here's a, here's a, here's a naughty picture of Aaron Drapple. Let me dig this one up. (laughs) No, no, no. Notes app, right? The little notes app. And I'm laying in bed. And this is pretty nondescript. You're not going to know what this means, but I'll know what this means. And it's you know, whatever. But see this right here? Let me get the, mm-hmm. the, the glare just right. This is me having an idea with my fingertip, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just came up with this. I better not forget this way forward tomorrow. And it's just a couple little moves on my note app. I email that to myself when I get in here in the morning because, you no, know, it's three in the morning. I'm sleeping, you know. Yeah. When I get in here in the morning, it's there waiting for me. And I'm on to the next thing. I know what where to start. The scary part of that is in a world where we're inundated by so many things, I know for a fact, if I think about it and get a little buzz and go, that sounds good, I won't remember it in the morning because I'm going to see yeah, that's 100 true. videos of Trumpers getting pushed off planes. I love it. Um, you have to know how to collect it. So yeah. as a kid, I had a, a notebook. And I had a pencil and that's still, you know, it's sitting right here. Mm -hmm. So if you're using field notes or you're using note fields or you're using a mead book or just whatever the hell you're going to do, take a stick and go draw in the dirt. How do you capture these things? And now we can have the world and a phone and a piece of paper. It's amazing. I don't even need this anymore, but that's not. Yeah. Today, my list has 17 things on it. You know what I mean? 
and little sketches and little notes and little reminders. And I had a piece of, I had an apple and I put the little apple sticker on, you know, the, from, the, from the apple that goes yeah. in the field notes. You can't, what do you do with that? It goes in the trash. No, it's a fucking sticker. You stick it, right? You know, policy. Yeah. So, you know, I hold on to that stuff. And um, yeah, we're all home right now, you know, but it's, it's, it's not necessarily the notebook. It's how do you grab all this shit that's coming at you? You know, behind the wall here, those things go into nice little things like this on a record, right? Mm -hmm. 12 by 12 inches. And you get a record, you pull it out and you look at it. But if you don't pull that out, you don't even know what you have. That's how fast even the record wall is as, a, as sort of a, uh, a metaphor to me. Like I, if I don't physically get up and look in that section right there, I don't know the hundred records there. So I got to get up and go dig. Now that is no different on a desktop or a folder or some file or some yeah. database. If you're not playing with it, it's just going. So I'm really careful about that. So one of the things I've told a lot of youngsters when they say shit to me, like, well, how are you doing what you're doing differently this time? It's like, you got to learn how to like find what you love, you know, and then organize it in a beautiful way. It's one thing to find it. It's another way to keep it. Don't just put it on your desktops. Your desktop just looks like it was thrown up on. No, categorize it, change the name and call it something like the Nyberg files underscore 80s look underscore one and then the next time you find something call it number two because the idea mm-hmm. is if you do a web search for 80s the shit comes up or sorry a, a finder search right shit comes up so see this is the thing it's like in in the last year i really took advantage of my downtime to organize my data yeah um, to get around quicker and what just are you doing with the like, website i saw you on instagram live talking about something like coming. that it's coming, Nyberg. Well, it's hard to build because you got to put all the shit on there and you got to come up with writing and stuff, but right. it's coming. And we're, we're getting, you know, I've been doing a couple hours a day and it's, you know, it's going to take us cool. a month. It's going to be great. I mean, well, hey, guess what's going to work on, Nyberg? Phones. How about that, huh? It's not just going <laughs> to yeah. work on these, <laughs> it's going to work on iPads, Dingleberry, Samsung flip phones, right. and fucking phones. Like we're in trouble because if I can sell as much merch as I sell, on garbage, you know, like on, on like garbage yeah, that, PayPal. It's intense you know, on there. What the so much merch. It's so much <laughs> shit. What happens when you can look at it all? Right. It's trouble. And that's awesome. But I mm. but there's a reason why I haven't muscled down on that harder to get it done. Because I know the moment that thing goes up and it works on phones, iPads, things, stuff, everything else, we're gonna sell more shit. And that's a wonderful privilege, but we need to be able to do it and scale ourselves properly. You know, that means like, let's just say right now, if we're able to sell, we'll just call it 200 orders a week, hundred orders a week. Let's say we go to 120 orders a week. That means Lee has to come out here. If she's doing 20 a day, do hundred orders Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. taking the weekend off. If we go to 120, one point, you know, what is that? 20 more percent. She has yeah. to come in here on Saturday. Now, what happens if we go 100 orders to 200 orders and she yeah. has to stay twice as long? That's called the golden handcuffs, you know, where it's like, this is cool to make the money, but if we don't even have the time, so I have to be really careful because we have a nice life selling and making things at a nice, fair price, you know, 
We don't charge a ton and we ship a lot, but it's, there's a, there's a threshold. So I'm, you know, with the new site coming, it's going to be cool, but I'm a little nervous. That means I'll have to hire my, you know, my fucking sister and my brother-in-law and, you know, my little rat nephew, Oliver, I'll chain him to a desk and make him stamp things or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So you just manage that currently. It's just pretty much you two just see what's coming in and send it all out on a specific day. Well, there's, there's good days and bad days. And some days, you know, you're behind. And some days it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's not fun. But I always have a, um, you know, a buzz about it. Like, how fucking cool is this, man? We make yeah. our own shit. You know, I just got done sending a a Florida reprint to my buddies at Seizure Palace here in Portland. And mm-hmm. I'll see those in probably two weeks or something. And, you know, we got to bring them into the shop. We got to sign them. We got to put them in a stack. They go into a drawer. The other ones get put away. They got to go pick them up. You got to pay for it. Oh, okay. But it's really cool, mm-hmm. you know. And then once they're finally back in here, we can, you know, put take the tag off that says it's sold out and we'll sell a bunch. But um, I'm working with my friends. It's completely at my own discretion. Like I pay for it. And then the moment it goes on my credit card, I pay it right off. You know, there's no waiting around. There's no bullshit. I'm really only limited by how fast they can print them for me. And Mm -hmm. that's a really cool thing because it's like the the circuit is small. You know, it's like I'm not uh, beholden to anyone, but my friend at the screen print shop and my ability to make hopefully a cool print mm-hmm. you know there's only so many I, I really like that you know and I'm, I'm really proud of that and it's not those you know most uh we're not you know we're, you know we're not coding you know uh you know some monster website it's pretty simple moves but it works yeah I, you know, I that's all you need that. i mean your work doesn't i don't i wouldn't want to look through the catalog or like this archive thing you were talking about with like complicated ui around it i would want the the logos to be the hero you know well yeah, i mean I loaded a couple of days ago, 300 logos. Damn. And then I know, I know, like, is 20 logos enough? Is 25 logos enough to say that I can make a logo for you? Why the fuck did I put 300 up? You know, I didn't even think that way until I was done. And my guy who's helped me, he was like, I thought you were going to put, you know, it's a grid of six. Yeah. Six, 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 so you had 50 in 50 rows basically <laughs> Fucking, it's it's like this tall you got to scroll you know yeah and i said no you told me i could do like you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to put six 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 and two because then it gets broken no right. this doesn't look good now it slams down to a phone they they break into two 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 what that means he's like drapling Right now, if you bring it down to the phone size, that is 600 rows they have to scroll through. And I'm just like, fuck it. That's right. There is. I did all those <laughs> logos. Every one of those things is a story. Those are friends. Some made no money. You've heard this shit. Some made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, let's show it all. Because that's why this is. Because you could filter it and stuff to say, what did I do in 1999? And it shows, you know, maybe six things or something. One of my favorite ones that you did was the Cobra Dog. That was badass. Yeah. Are you a snowboarder? You go up. Uh, no, nah, I, I used to skateboard, but I never got into snowboarding because it was just expensive when I was young. I know, man. I know. Why? Well, I know. I mean, one of the. I know. I you know one of the <laughs> hardest things. 
I don't know if I like this new camera I got. It's doing a lot of like I put my hands here, how it's all fucked up in the how do you lock that in so it's not dark or it's light? I'm sure there's things you It's probably like, like it probably has some kind of autofocus thing going on. Some sensor. I mean, do you notice yeah. me going blurry and worth the shit and good? Yeah. I just paid two hundred bucks for this thing. Hmm, I'll figure it out. But um one of the hardest things for snowboarding. We did that as kids. But there it's not, you know, you get a board for a couple hundred bucks. And that's mm-hmm. all you need. You need boots and some pants and shit. But it was so much more pure in 89. You could go and build a jump in the snow and then hit a jump and have a blast with your buddies. You know, the first time you went to a ski resort and you saw it, it was like oh, 30 bucks to go. I could buy three CDs for 30 bucks, you know, 1990 or something. Yeah. Um, when you realize the apre lifestyle and skiing and all that shit is a bunch of rich people, it's a fucking heartbreaker because we weren't that, me and my buddies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We weren't. We weren't. We came from regular families, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know. And uh, 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 we didn't. We couldn't afford a lot of that stuff. That was a hard day. That was about 1997 where I was like, man, it's just good enough for me to have a season pass so I can go up to the hill every day. But the moment we leave our hill and go to the next one, Jackson Hole, mm-hmm. $100 ticket, and fuck that for three hours. You right. know what I mean? How do all these other people get to go? Well, they're putting on credit cards. I don't know how they're doing it. I don't have anything in the bank, so I can't go. You know, yeah. That was a hard one because skateboarding is a little more diplomatic. You get a skateboard, you just, as long as it's dry, you can go. Right. So, you know, I mean, that's when you realize it's like, the lucky position we were in and then understanding the time that we had and making the best of it. You know, it's okay to come to the end of that era. It's getting to be too much money, but we had five awesome winners out West, not Mm -hmm. knowing any better. Now I'm going to the next phase. So trying to, you know, so, you know, that was skateboarding. That was, you know, all it takes is one slam and skateboarding and you start to think about doing other shit. I, mean, I got, yeah, that I got hurts. an elbow that still hurts, you know, every now and again because of a slam that I can still mm-hmm. remember when I was your age. You know, that shit sucks. You don't forget that yeah. stuff. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I think uh, I'm glad, like, there's a lot a lot of different things that are a lot more accessible. Some things are they're jacking up. Other things, they're, people are developing ways to make them easier to access, free, whatever it may be. But, um Honestly, uh, before we go, I don't want to keep you much longer. It's already been an hour, and I don't want to. I know you're on the subway and all that, so. Oh man! <laughs> well, tonight we're having we're having chicken and rice with a Vietnamese sauce. Mm, that's that's what we're having. I'm gonna go destroy some of that shit, you know. And it's still kind of a healthy meal, you know. Yeah, that's good. That's that's. Hey, you gotta be careful going to Subway. I'll fuck you up, you know. But this one, yeah. you know, my girl's always watching. Like, you can eat one day like an animal, but the other six, she's got a salad. Oh my god! And I, you know, I, I I wiggle out of shit pretty easily. I got I got my demons and my secrets, you know, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. But you know, <laughs> well, are we are we good or is there, how yeah. about we do a speed round? You just hit me hit me hard with a couple things, and we'll. We'll wrap right, it up let me fun see if I have any any more uh, questions for you here. Um, one speed round. I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this quick, but um, 
So you're, you're one of my biggest inspirations in the design world, as well as a lot of my uh, fellow designers. And so I was wondering, like, who, who do you consider like some of your biggest inspirations, like some individuals? Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Um, it could be a friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you guys write these things down or go click on them or whatever you want to call it. But one name to go look at is a guy named Cody Hudson. And he's a friend of mine. It's called Struggle Incorporated. We're the same age. I'm 47. He's probably 48. But he's just a really thoughtful guy. So that's yeah. someone I really look up to. And I plus, you know, I see him once a year and we kind of hug it, hug it out. And I just kind of say, hey, man, what are you up to? How's your family? You know, like, you know we're not you know, exchanging Christmas cards and shit. Right. Um, but I really love his work. And it's nothing like what I do. He's just, he's nothing like me. You know, I'm an animal. He's really quiet and reserved, right? you, know, you know. So it's usually something like, you know, I don't want to look at a bunch of lumberjacks and want to be, you know, whatever the hell's, you know, and kind of go, hmm, you know. I got a couple of them. I got a couple of them that are gaining weight and growing beards and wearing stupid hats and, you know, talking about <laughs> thick lines and shit. There's a couple of those fuckers out there, sure. I, you know, it comes with the territory. But when I was a kid, I loved house industries. I loved the CSA design company, which, you know, these guys are still doing work. Um, you know, these days you can go, I mean, really the way to go look at that is go look at my Instagram and to see yeah. the people I follow. And you'll see, um, there's a guy out of, um, Oh, what is he called? Oh, damn it. I never know the names. The good um, thing is if you, if you remember yeah. and you think it's worth mentioning, email it to me, I'll throw it in the description in the video. Yeah. Well, what I would say out. is you just have to go look at my, my 666 because if something gets a little old, like a couple of days ago, I let the Pink Floyd, I love Pink Floyd from when I was a kid, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I don't need to go on their website, you know, their Instagram. It's, you know, mm-hmm. reissues of records and, you know, oh, the, the 50 years since this record. I don't need to see that. So I get rid of that and I let that fill up with um, the next thing I saw that I could not follow, you know? Yeah. So if you go look at my Instagram, it's like a better way to, I can't even remember the names. You know, I think there's one called The High Road. There's a guy named Burrito Breath and they're like funny kind of lowbrow illustrators. They're like funny. And yeah. I, I, you know, I could always learn how to draw better, you know, mm-hmm. and do things like that. And those guys look, you know, I look at that and go, damn, I want to, you know, or like type, you know, it's like, I, you know, I really enjoy Dana Tamagotchi. Her work is yeah. beautiful. And I, and that's where it's like, you got to go find her. I don't even know what her handle is. I see it, but there'll be weeks where I'm like, I haven't thought of her. Let me go click on her stuff and just go spend 20 clicks, you know, yeah. and see it and go, oh, God, you know, the output, you know. Now, it's, you know, when I look at Lincoln Design, I'm like, fuck, man, every five minutes there's another 16 awesome things. That yeah. tends to be like, slow down, fellas. Just take it easy. You're, you're, you're bulldozing me with too much awesome, you know. Yeah. So I'm careful how I try to, you know, show what I do. Hopefully you like it. You know, you've said so many nice things, Jesse. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. you digging what I do. Um, but remember, you know, um, this stuff is cyclical. There is an arc. And wherever I'm at in the arc, I could be on my way out or I could be just starting. You know, I hopefully I have another 50 years of life in this 47-year-old muskox body. But <laughs> if I don't, it's okay. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and career-wise, if I'm on the ass end of that arc, I just had 15, 18 years of awesome. You know, mm-hmm. paid off all my shit. And I'm ready to go die in the woods or whatever it's going to be. You know, you know, just throw me off a roof or something you know well it's been great and then you just 
know, <laughs> dispose of meat property, put me dive. in the woods under under a pile of uh, wood or something, and you know, just the, the 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 worms and the maggots and shit just take me back into the into the energy of the universe. You know, I don't know, you know, yeah. <laughs> or I live a long life. I don't know. Well, are we thank good? Thank you, man. We're good. And okay. I just want to say thank you again, man. I really appreciate talking to you. This well, is huge. A gentle little little creature and i appreciate it you know sometimes you get on these things and you know i did it too where i'm like nyberg this people start getting tough you know and it's like yeah. just slow down you know listen you're doing good work keep it up keep it fun keep the color going you have a lot of styles don't lock into anything just yet you find your own way you go nuts when you can make a buck on it you make that buck but if they push you in a weird way learn how to do that too because then you got yeah. that many more things you know so i was i was checking out your work you know Thank um you, man. good luck to you man you know stay cool you. stay hungry i'm going to eat some vietnamese yeah i'm gonna right go now. eat too all right so what do you have man what i'm you having have? uh i'm probably gonna cook some uh, ahi tuna steaks <laughs> so you know i'm gonna get down with that set those up when i went to facebook they had a ahi tuna specialist there and he was, you know, he's Damn. doing all the cuts and all the fucking shit and, you know, all the way to cook it and all, you know, the way to not cook it and all, you know, I don't, eh, I'm from Michigan. I don't, you know, not, it's just not for me, but, uh, 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 it was amazing. Yeah. Like he was a specialist. The way you cut, you know, figure, you know, we're going, there's going to be nothing special about the way I'm going to go destroy that bowl of rice right now. <laughs> so I'll just leave you with that. Thanks you guys. Right, Take man. care. Thank right, you we'll everyone. You and thank you, Aaron. Do I need to do anything to turn this off? No, uh, you could just push um, the disconnect. It's right next to where video connected is. Okay, let me see here. So I'm looking here. Look at me just like I'm my first time looking at a computer. It's that face. <laughs> no, wait. Okay, just touch the video button. Uh, right uh, above it to the right, there's a little phone with an X. I see. Look at that little bit of UI. All right, here yep. it goes. That's the last. And Signing the answer off. to life is...